0: From the head. small dose. Heads. We're talking that shit, small dose. Heads. and keeping it real, small dose. With me and Miss Shields, it's so funky. Da <laughs> da <laughs> <laughs> It's time for our last episode of the season. Side effects of being in your thirties. I know some of y'all just started like screaming at your at your phone and at your radio. Like what? Yes, we are taking a well-needed hiatus. You know why I need it? Because I'm in my 30s, y'all, and I don't got the same wind. I don't got the same stamina, all right? Mama need a little break so I can come back and hit y'all even harder with these doses, all right? Side effects of being in your 30s, this is... and, And how fitting is it that this is episode 30? For the record, that happened by happenstance, which often happens in your 30s because you have aligned yourself with the universe okay now the two people i have in the room with me right now are not in their 30s how old are you Uh Thirty. he just got here wait what's funny is rebecca was like he's 30 (laughs) so brendan just arrived at the big 30 and uh it's a thing coming into these 30s is a thing and I think people oftentimes feel like you're telling them some bullshit. When you're 27 and someone tells you about turning 30, you're like, whatever. Like, that is so extra. Like, I don't even know you're not. And I'm trying to tell you now, if you're doing it right, when you cross the threshold into 30, it feels like you walked through a door. And you may not know exactly what's on the other side of that door, but you know you in some new shit. Jam dropping, jam dropping, jam dropping. We dropping on these hoes. Ooh. Today's gem dropping is dedicated to being a grown up versus adult. Now, when we talk about adults, you know people always say like, "adulting," it's so hard. Adulting, being an adult is like literally just a chronological situation that you're in. It means that you're basically chronologically too old to be considered young, to be considered a minor. You're chronologically held accountable for your actions. That's what it means to be an adult. And literally, it just means like you are at an age where you should be expected to to handle certain responsibilities without somebody else having to do them for you. Now, of course, there are different impairments and whatnot that impede upon that. But I mean that if you are a basic human being that doesn't have any disabilities or impairments, as an adult, you are expected to feed yourself, clothe yourself, house yourself by your choosing. All right? So if you choose to be butt-ass naked and only eat lettuce and live in a Winnebago, that is your adult choice to make. And can't nobody tell you nothing about it. That's what being an adult is. Being an adult is why I can have ice cream for breakfast lunch and dinner and I dare somebody to tell me something about it but I can do that because I'm an adult okay now the problem is that too many people feel like they just stop at adult they feel like adult is all you got to achieve that's it I made it I'm here no No. after adult there's another step and that's what it means to be grown y'all ever hear that oh you think you grown I'm a grown ass woman. When a black woman comes back at you and says, I'm a grown ass woman. That doesn't just mean that I am an adult. That means my, my shit is together. is together. That means that my life ain't running me. I'm running my life. And this is a very important distinction to make, especially when you're trying to date people. Okay. Because in our 30s, you are expected to be getting on your grown shit. Now in your 20s, you're just figuring out adulting. You're stumbling about. You're, you're Tommy and Rugrats. Just through the world. You know, you're bumping into people. You know, you're getting periods you don't deserve because you know you're reckless because you're still trying to figure things out and you don't even know what you're doing. You know, you're still just handling life as like it's a a Rubik's Cube that you don't really know the schematics to figuring out. Your 20s, you may be just figuring out like, oh, I guess I like doing this, or maybe I think I like doing that, or I think I like him, or ooh, maybe I like her. You know, and it's like your your, your finances typically aren't on point. But it's a time of exploration. And that's when adulting gets all kind of intermixed with just the excitement of being independent. When you are in your 30s, that's when you are expected to move into being a grown-up. And all of that bumping into shit and whatnot, that's out of here. Now, you are no longer living the life you learn with, but you're living the life with what you've learned. That is a quote from my favorite movie, The Natural, starring Robert Redford and Glenn Close. Hashtag Wonderboy. little tidbit about me. I hate baseball. Love baseball movies. Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Major League. The natural Major League Two for the love of the game, all of them. And can we not forget the motherfucking sandlot? You're killing me, Smalls. So being a grown-up is something to strive towards. And in your 30s, it's such an exciting time because it starts to feel solid. It starts to feel like you're really on ground that you have forged for yourself. And when you go through that door into your 30s, it can feel kind of crazy because you yourself start applying a certain pressure to yourself to figure shit out. I am someone who believes that you should do that. You should apply that pressure to yourself to start figuring shit out. Because let me tell you, it is so freeing when you start to figure shit out. And that figuring your shit out is about looking into yourself. It's about self-exploration. That is where being a grown-up starts. It starts with you. And too often people mistake that with adulting. People become very good adults and they are completely underdeveloped grownups. You know who they are. It's the people you date who have a great job. They've got money in the bank. They have a home. They have a great wardrobe and they have zero sense of self. They have no concept of how they're behaving in the world. And at the end of the day, when you really talk to them, you're like, damn, are you depressed? Because they haven't really connected with what connects them to life. When you're a grown up, you have. And that's what I mean, the difference between adulting and being a grown up. Think about the word growing up. It means you're rooted. You're rooted to something and you grow up. Being an adult is just, you made it it a little longer than most folks. A grown up is someone who is planted into something and grown into someone else. And um, we all have to continue to do that, but check yourself. Are you a grown up or are you an adult? And in your thirties, you really got to make a concerted effort to decide how you're going to live your life. And you can't do that until you decide to look inward first before you try to grow outward second. D-M-G. We're serving it. Oh, the gems were dropped. And now we're going to get into these DM tizzles. First question, why do people still not have a hold on what they need on all levels in our 30s? I mean, I think the times have changed. Like, you know, you always hear 30 is the new 20. But I think that also, like, the world has changed in terms of, like, our attachments to not only, like, ourselves or to our partners, but also, like, our awareness of our emotional intelligence. I think once upon a time... Like it was really just about like getting your family together, getting like a house to provide, you know, getting like a job to provide for. And like that meant that you had like done it. You'd adulted, you'd gotten out of your, from under your parents, you did it. But then you have all these people who would like have these like midlife crises and who would go through these like postpartum depressions, um, that are happening like when their kids are 18 because it's like they haven't ever taken the chance or had the opportunity or had the chance to like really have their own emotional exploration of self like it just became adulting was always so much about material and it seemed like it was always so much about just like your, your actualization as a person in the workforce and that's changing so I think that in our 30s now there's a whole generation and multiple generations of folks who you know, are kind of outside of the lines of just like getting quote unquote what we need to be settled and what we need to have a hold on what we need on all levels because we're still figuring that out. And I think that that changes once you turn 30. Like what you needed in your 20s is not what you need in your 30s. I know that I'm going through that in therapy right now, just discussing even like in terms of like in my personal life, what do I need around me? And I think that that has changed drastically. In my 20s, what I needed was kind of like more uh, people around me who were just doing all different things and, you know, uh, kind of a part of my inspiration and my freedom of trying different things out and, you know, folks that had a lot of, like, Versatility to that and there weren't any real attachments in hindsight. I mean at the time it just felt like I have no real friends, but in hindsight, I feel like it was it was actually necessary because it allowed me and it forced me to really like deal with myself and work on myself. Now I'm in my 30s and it's like it's changed. I need to have people around me who are super solid. You know, and I need to have people around me who are very rooted in what they do. I can't have people around me who are vacillating all over the place and who don't know what their purpose is and who are trying to figure it out. Because so much of my existence now has become a part of, like, being solid for other folks outside of my space that I need to have people in my space that are just as solid as me about what they're doing. And that's not just in, like, my friends group, but that's in my professional place, the pe- people who I've hired, and also in terms of the people that I'm dating. You know, so I think that your thirties is still a time of exploration. I don't think we ever stop exploring. I think we just start having a a better vantage point from which we're exploring from. In our twenties, and we may be exploring from the deck, you know. But I feel like in your thirties, you start you know heading away, heading yourself up to the uh, to the helm, you know, and you kind of just have a, a clearer a clearer view, and you're not trying to peek over everybody else's heads trying to get there. Your twenties is so much about like what measuring where you are against everybody else and your 30s you start to look at like okay let me just look at me and then the goal is that in your 40s you're like fuck everybody <laughs> that's where i'm trying to get y'all you know all these kids be graduating they'd be like so-and-so has graduated from college at 14 i'm trying to graduate from my 30s at 38 i want a degree in fuck it Next question. I'll be 30 in four years. I feel like I've barely accomplished anything outside of being a parent and holding down a job to provide my, for my family. What did I just say? What did I just say? What did I just say? Do you feel at my age it's too late to pursue a passion? It's just juggling work and kids and a relationship doesn't leave much room for it and has been having me feeling discouraged. I ain't no expert, but I'm experienced. And I'm going to tell you. I don't feel like it's ever too late to pursue a passion because I feel like when you know you when you when you get to pursue a passion and you're putting your energy into something that drives you, it only makes you a better person for everybody around you. That's basically in my theory. If you're a conscious and you're a responsible person, some people feel like, oh, I'm pursuing my passion. And then that means that they're like saying, fuck you to everybody around them. And that's just inconsiderate and selfish. Okay, so let's not misinterpret what that means. But I do think that there's something to be said for making time for. You know, giving your energy to something that fills you up. And I can only imagine how difficult that must be when you have, you know, these these um these obligations and these these things that you love, you know, your family and your 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 work and all these things. I mean, they're not to be taken um lightly by any means, but you aren't to be taken lightly either. And trust me, I'm not the person who says like, oh, you shouldn't be able to have you. You should be able to have your own life, you know, because you have kids. Because I'd be like, yo, if you're not taking your kids to somewhere because you're like, I don't feel feel like like driving, driving. Fuck you. Like, that's not okay." I think that that's actually BS. But what I do feel is that it's never too late to pursue a passion. We see stories all the time of folks who like, are graduating college at the same time as their grandchildren. You know, We see stories of folks who just didn't realize that they loved painting until they reached a certain age or until they were exposed to something else. Life takes us on these different roads that we don't oftentimes have full control over until later on. But the beauty of your 30s is realizing that you are in control of your life. It takes us so long to realize that because we think that we are in control in our 20s. When I say you're in control of your life, what I mean is that you realize that like there's like so much of this shit that has nothing to do with you. (laughs) That's what I really mean. Realizing you're in control, being in control of your life is realizing that you have no real control over much of it. What you do have control over though is how you react to things, how you move, how you connect with things. And that's what I mean by like having control of your life. Cause it means that you are aware of you and how you fit into the scheme of your life. And in your twenties, you're not, you're just like, ah, you're hype. It's like a hypersensory sens- sensation. Everything affects you. I feel like that starts to kind of measure out in your thirties. And it sounds like you're somebody who's in a space where you do look around and you're like, okay, I know what this is. I'm handling this. I'm handling that. I'm handling this. And there's this piece of you that wants to be handled as well. And I, I believe that that piece is coming up now because you can handle it. So try. That's the best you could do. Try. And if you're able to, like, even inspire the folks around you with that, I'll bet you they'll want you to try too. Next question. OMGGGGG! OMGGGGG! I turn 35 tomorrow, Amanda, so I have a question. Is it weird to feel like you're not where you're supposed to be? I imagined at 35 I'd be in a very different place than I am at this stage. How does one push past that feeling of slight disappointment? By getting intentional about what you want to do and how you're going to do it. You know, I think that a lot of us, like, we kind of just think things are going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> that's the beauty of your 20s it's like it's it, the sky is the limit you know it's just with these things we're like it's gonna happen everything's gonna happen and then I don't know about you but I, I turned 30 and was like hold up I'm gonna have to like make these things happen and it's like You can only do so much, but you can meet the universe halfway by intention and just saying like, this is what I want. If you read The Alchemist, you should read The Alchemist at least three times in your 20s and again in your 30s. It changes every time and it becomes a different story that connects with you in a different way every time. But the consistency every time that you read it is about the fact that, you know, when you tell the universe what you want, it will conspire to give that to you because it's the law of attraction, you know, and it's creating your own personal legend. And I really believe that like in 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 the effect of saying I'm not where I thought I was supposed to be, well, where do you want to be? And then you got to get very exact about how one gets there. You know, when I turned 32, I looked around and I was like, I'm not where I want to be. And then I realized I didn't know where I really wanted to be. <laughs> I had this idea of success that was really generic and just meant I'm not in a whack place. That's not clear enough. And then I had to get very down to down to like brass tacks. Amanda, what are you really about? I'm about humor. What are you really about with your humor? About using humor to make change? Okay, you've been doing that for a while or wrong, along different you know vantage points, but how are you going to apply that to go further? And I've told this story a million times. I had to look at different folks whose careers mirrored what I would like my career to be, and I used it as a blueprint. But I had to get intentional about that. I had to look at myself and be like, what are you doing to get in the way of these things? What are your behaviors that are problematic what are ways in which that you maybe are not being as honest with yourself as you could be? You know, all of those things come into effect. And I think a lot of us are afraid to look at those things. We definitely are afraid to look at it in our 20s because so we don't know what the fuck we're looking at. But once you're in your 30s and now you're at 35, it's like you got to get really honest with yourself and, and you can't play games with that. And that's the problem with a lot of folks. It's like we are not being honest with ourselves, we're afraid. We're afraid. <laughs> We're afraid to be uncomfortable. We're afraid to make change because change is uncomfortable. And we definitely do not think that we can make the change that we know we have to make. We may not admit that to ourselves, but that's a lot of the reason why folks don't make those changes. Because you don't even trust that you can. And you don't want to experience the failure. Well, guess what? Venture to impress yourself. One more. I feel like I'm, I'm doing God's work today. Okay. Okay. These 30s. These 30s. Lord. So the combination of being in your 30s and being cancerian, how did or do you deal with the pushback from your social circle when you became more secluded? (laughs) (laughs) Quit acting like you know me. I mean, it's funny you say that because it's... My mom always says people People will force you into into isolation. isolation. (laughs) I became more secluded because I became less tolerant of bullshit. And in my 30s, that's like about my emotional stamina and preservation. You know, I always look at everything over the three tiers of mental, physical, and emotional. And I tell you, in this space, you know, as I've become more purposeful in, in what I'm here for, I just feel like I have to be so much sharper about like what I'm expelling my energy on. And I become more secluded simply because I can't take the fuckery, man. Some people just say things and do things that you're just like, if you're gonna do that, I gotta put you at arm's length. Cause I can't manage that. It's too much. You know, and it's not to say that I'm cutting those folks off, but it's just like, maybe I'll just only see you on holidays. You know, like, I mean, I had a friend who I asked her to check on my cat while I was out of town. And she was also like in the interim being my assistant. And then she didn't check on my cat. That's a big deal. Like, that's a huge deal. Because I got home and my cat had no water. And I was like, you know, hey, did you check on my cat? She's like, oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry that's it. And it's like, that's one of those times where you're like, you know what, we're currently not on the same page. And it's not to say that I would not be friends with that person anymore. It's not to say that I don't love that person or I don't regard that person, but it's that, but we, we are in such distinctively different places that we have to take a space because something that is so near and dear and important to me seems so flippant to you. Because the response wasn't even, is the cat okay? Do I need to get over there? Et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes it's like the seclusion, the isolation more so comes from the fact of realizing like, hey, me and this person are no longer on the same wavelength. Maybe we can get back to it. But at present, we're not. And I got to just inhabit this wavelength and, and, and not have to worry about who's up here with me or not. And people show up. People fall off. The hardest thing is the transience of that. You know, that's what it is for me. That's the struggle for me as an only child, especially the transients. But in your thirties, you start to really remember those, how your parents used to be like, you, you're you lucky if you have five friends. You're lucky if you count your friends on your hand. That's real, you know, and you get, and you get very clear about like the compartments upon which people live in. <laughs> right? Like, you know, you have friends. It's like, these are my friends that are good for going out. These are my friends that I can count on. These are my friends who I do not ask to watch my cat. But, I don't feel like I've had pushback from friends about that. I think that we're all just kind of growing in our own spaces and being respectful of like how that all exists. And that's part of the work for all of us is to also understand that as we get older, it's not going to be the same dynamics. You know, we're not all just like hanging out. Hanging out. You know, it's just not the same. But I do think it takes work. I don't like the word work. I think it takes a conscious effort to say, like, no, but we need to still keep our friendships growing and cultivating them. And I know that one of the number one things I did when I first turned 30 was I began curating my circle. I realized that I needed to change who I was around. And that happened just naturally. It just like it just came to me like an epiphany. You know, I don't know if you look up a Saturn look up your Saturn returns. Your Saturn returns is an astrological phenomenon that occurs every 30 years. And basically, it's the amount of time that it takes for Saturn to orbit around the sun. And what it is, is it's a transition into a new phase of adulthood. And then we all go through it around like 28, between 28 and 31. And things just feel crazy. Shit don't make sense. You're reassessing things that made complete sense to you just like a year ago. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at folks like, damn, I don't know if I understand or trust you anymore. You're looking at yourself like, I don't know if I understand or trust you anymore. You're looking at your career like, do I even love this? It just... It's a time of tumult and it feels crazy. And I know a lot of y'all are listening to this right now and you're like, no shit, bitch. I feel crazy. And it is frustrating and it is uncomfortable and it seems like it's unyielding. But I'm telling you, promising you, listen to me, it will pass. Stick to it. Dive deeper into the crevasse. Like really give into it. And I promise you, you come to the other side of it and you're a stronger person. And more importantly, you're a clearer person. And that's what the thirties is. The thirties is like you was in that tunnel on the surfboard, now you came out and you hanging in tan. And it's like you're not on the shore yet, but you can see it and you actually know how to stand on the board and you're not wawa day, drop, drop it like is a This has been a great DMT. I had a blast. These 30s, y'all, them 30s, them 30s, them 30s is a bitch. But they're a really good time. They're a really good time. I'm having a great time in these 30s. You start having better sex. You make more money. Uh, unless you're a lot of the men I date who you start, who, who start realizing, oh my God, I hate myself. Ah. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Let's get into a people I like. People I like. Yeah. For people I like, uh, let's talk about a fictional character. You know her as the truth telling, married, sometimes bougie, but always real. Miss Tiffany Dubois of Insecure. Insecure is coming back for season three, August 12th. And my character is pregnant, honey. She is 30 and pregnant, feet planted. And I wanted to have Tiffany Dubois as our uh, people I like because I really like where her character has gone in terms of showing the growth of somebody who may have seemed like she was petty or, you know, just kind of like, Ah, petulant or or elitist. and and it has grown into somebody who really is more so about, like, being grounded. And what we're going to get to see this season is all of the characters really having to come face-to-face with truths about getting older and how that affects them in different ways and how that affects their friendships. You know, Tiffany is married to Derek and she's the only character on the show who's married who seems to have this, like, very solid relationship even though she makes, like, little asides. Like, yeah, Derek lived in a hotel for six months of the year, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know? And... The reason I like her, though, is because we've come to realize that when she's calling her friends out or she's speaking truths, it's not to be condescending. It's because she wants her friends to level up. She wants them to come to a place of excellence. And in our 30s, like to me, that's what these 30s are about. Leveling up. Like you was probably popping Popping in your your 20s. 20s. Listen, you're talking to Amanda Seals. I was on MTV at the same time I was getting my master's degree from an Ivy League school. I had just, you know, done Deaf Poetry Jam. I was popping in my early 20s. And then it was like, oh, you are not popping. (laughs) And you got to figure out why and what you want to do to get back to feeling like you are standing on your own two again. My name was a whole different name in my 30s. I mean, in my 20s. I was Amanda Diva. My whole 20s, I was Amanda Diva. I turned 30 and was like, wait a minute. Mm, I should probably change this. You know? Tiffany Dubois, what she says to me is she's somebody who's like, listen. Like, we got to all keep elevating. And now that she's having this baby... She's definitely, like, going to be dealing with different things than she has before. And I can't wait for you all to see it and how it all affects everybody. Because in your 30s, that happens. Life changes happen. There'll be extinction-level events that happen in your 30s where you're like, yo, this person that I've been friends with for 20 years, I can't fuck with them anymore. Like, that really happens. That just happened to me, y'all. Someone I've been cool with for 20 years extinction level event Buster Rhymes album okay where you're just like no you don't you don't get to be a part of the next chapter your storyline ends here straight red wedding straight, straight red, red weddinged. wedding your 30s are full of red weddings get ready it's a lot <laughs> I'm telling y'all the reigns of Casimir be playing and you're like no and people that you thought were your friends rob starked right in front of your face <laughs> out of here done and you're like wait that couldn't have happened and then you see their dire wolf with its head on a stick and you're like oh it really is over hmm. but you keep on moving because people are a sometime thing but change is afoot and as you grow you attach people that come to you and Tiffany Dubois on Insecure is a character who I feel is representative of someone who's like growing and she's changing and she's doing that in as graceful a way as possible. And I really appreciate her character in the sphere of black Work and comedic in the comedic canon because I think that a lot of times, like we get more enjoyment out of seeing people stumble and bumble around and fuck up and screw up. And you know, Tiffany Dubois, she's having a different path where she's not stumbling and bumbling around, but it still doesn't make it any less interesting to watch someone manage and and come to understandings. You know, so watch season three of Insecure. Get into it. Uh, my girl Tiff, she'll be hitting you with all the goods all the time. That, that one, one time. <laughs> uh, that one time. It, listen, there are things that happen in your 30s that you just like did not see coming. Okay. So that's what we're going to list today. Some things that happened in your 30s that you did not see coming. Like that first time you go to the club and you're like, why am I here? <laughs> you look around all of a sudden. This used to be a place of refuge for you. You used to be up in this place like, yeah, hey, let me you, titties, And now you're like, when are we leaving? I mean, I distinctly remember my first night in a club after I turned 30. And a guy fell backwards off of a couch. And I was like, we're done. We have did it. We're good. Because, like, what is happening? And I, it was crazy, too, because it was literally, like, three weeks after I turned 30. And it was like I said, I walked through a door to Narnia. And in this new land, being at a club felt ridiculous. I'm not shaming any of you all who are 37 and still in the club. But I can tell you, if you're 37, you're still in the club, and you're not there making money, why are you there? If you're there once a week, why are you there? Maybe for an event special occasion but if you're just in in the the club club, not even the club the club c-l-u-h-h-h-h-h- what What you you really really doing in the club club? like that you like to dance you dancing but if you're there every week drinking why are you drinking so much like this is the shit that i'm trying to tell y'all like we got to ask ourselves these questions because moderation becomes a real thing in your 30s in your 20s you can do you listen i was drunk for all of 2005 Another thing that happens in your 30s, you start listening to R&B during the day. <laughs> All of a sudden, slow jams do not require nightfall and rain. It's like you catch yourself at a light listening <laughs> listening to Jodeci at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, oh, this is what they mean by grown and sexy. Got it. Got it. In your 30s all of a sudden you become very aware that you have eggs and that them eggs ain't gonna last forever ladies it's like an air horn like meh, 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 meh. drop the eggs drop the eggs freeze the eggs freeze the eggs what drop the eggs I mean it just feels like it's happening around you all the time I literally just had dinner with a home girl the other day who was like trying to convince me to freeze my eggs she's like do it you better do it girl I'm gonna give you my numbers you're gonna make it happen I I just don't want to cause like nah but it's a real thing because we're also at this point where like life has changed and times have changed and like it seemed like it was inevitable that you'd have a husband and a man and somebody to make this egg into a baby with a 31 and for a lot of us that does not seem like a probable outcome immediately so all you can do is put them eggs on ice 30s 30s Which another part you don't see coming is like, oh, so like, my credit matters? Yes. Yes, it does. Because now you want to actually do shit. You want to like get a car that you like actually like. You want to like own a home. You know, you just want to do things and like you didn't realize that credit was like a real thing. Maybe your parents had been on you about it, but you were just like, "Mm, whatever. Now you're on credit karma like, oh my God, it's falling. No, no, no. It matters. Now, all of a sudden, you want to get an apartment that doesn't have five roommates. So your credit matters. So you got to be on top of that. It's just another thing to be on top of. 30s. Them 30s. Okay? Hashtag them 30s. In these 30s, you better start flossing. And I don't mean flossing fly whips. I mean flossing your teeth. Okay? We've been playing games with these gums for the last how many years? It's over. You better get up in that dentist chair. I be seeing people with crazy shit between their teeth. What are you doing? What are you doing? If you're listening right now and you're looking in the mirror and you see hella shit between your teeth, you better get in a dentist chair. This is foolish, and I'll bet your breath is crazy. I'm telling you right now because ain't nobody tell you in your 20s. I'm telling you right now. Handle it. Get that gingivitis handled, okay? Get that plaque out of here, all right? Get that debridement popping. It's probably going to take three different sessions because you let it pile up so much. Don't let it happen. These 30s is about making your best life for your 40s. You did your 20s and you lived it up. But part of living it up is probably what you're having to make up for right now. That's why your knees is hurting. Okay? People was doing so much in their 20s. And then they turned 30 and they're like, oh, I got to pay for all of that now with my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you got to take care of things in a real way. You got to get that annual pap. Got to get that annual pap smear. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. It's just annoying, but you got to do it. Because I need you here in the 40s. I need you here. We need each other here to keep this shit popping. So you got to start caring about drinking green juice and shit. And when you do drink that green juice, you need to floss the kale from between your molars in them 30s. <laughs> Rebecca is looking at me crazy. This is kind of morbid, but in them 30s. You got to start wondering how you're going to take care of your parents. Okay? Your parents been taking care of you. Maybe they haven't been taking care of you. Nonetheless, you got to start thinking about the realities that your parents are not immortal. And that they are going to age. And that if they're around and elderly, it will be your responsibility to manage that. And in your 30s is when that starts becoming a reality. You know, your parents are saying dumb shit to you. They start texting you things that don't make no damn sense. You over here trying to figure out what the autocorrect is to what they said. Then you finally talk to them and they're like, oh, I don't know what I was saying. None of that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Because I'm in my 30s and now you in your 70s. You know, and these are realities that we don't want to face. We want to stay young. But as we just saw, we can't stay Toys R Us kids forever. We don't even get to be Toys R Us kids anymore. Because there's no more Toys R Us. So actually, let me just take a moment for all my folks that's in their 30s that are 80s babies and 90s kids to just have one last song, one last sing-along with Jeffrey. <clears throat> I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million Toys R Us that I fun doing this episode (laughs) we've had so many deep episodes i was like we need to have fun Uh, we need to have fun i just turned 37 i'm all up in these 30s y'all i'm all up in these 30s but i want to let you know it's been a dope ride so far it's been a dope ride for all my men out there please can y'all work on breaking the paradigm and the, uh, the structure that says that you don't figure it out till 45. <laughs> can you get started in these 30s so we can speed things up? Because I keep hearing men say, yeah, men don't figure it out till 45. Uh, it's actually up to y'all to just like change that. Change that, okay? But I want to shout to everybody out there who's listening, who's in their 40s. Thank you for being patient with us. Anyone in your tw- in 20s, trust me, we are being patient with you. Okay, and if you're in your 30s, be patient with yourself, but be honest with yourself because this is the time we made it. A lot of us didn't even think we would get this far. You think I ever envisioned 37? Even as I say the words, it don't make no sense to me. Literally, when I say I'm 37, I feel like I'm I might as well be saying gobbledygook. Like it just doesn't. I, I could be speaking Sanskrit for all I know because it never concept, I never conceptualized 37 on my path, but now that I'm here. I feel so lucky. I feel so fortunate, and I know for me, I I feel like I really am getting to live the life that I always want to live. As my mother always says, "I I get to where I go in." And uh, Diane von Furstenberg always says, um, I've, "I'm I'm growing into the woman I always wanted to be," and I think that's what all of our goals are, right? All of us, that's like that should be like our goal to become the person that we wanted to be. And I think in our 30s is when we really begin to define what that is. And we begin to actually put in motion with intent the things and the actions that will get us there. In the meantime, in between time, y'all keep listening to these doses. You know, get your binge on. Go back, listen to good ones. Come up with new ones for me to do. I'm going to take some time. We'll be back in September with more small doses, potent truths for everyday use. Know that I'm always thinking about what I can continue to do to help us to grow, to help us to excel and to help us elevate. And uh I'll still be on Instagram so you can hit me there. We'll still be on the road with Smart Funny and Black and we will always still be hitting y'all with these GMs and dropping them. It's a good show.